Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are doing the second sermon today. Um, this one is going to be When God Says No. So this is Sermon of the Week, When God Says No. Um, most of the time when I get a sermon idea, I pray and ask the Lord if it's something He wants me to do. When it, I am in the middle of a series, it's hard to stop doing that series because the momentum is there, and if, if I start focusing on... I, and if and I start focusing on finishing that series but something sometimes I get inspired to write something difficult to talk about so it must be from God when I am inspired to write something like this sermon now the thing is um, no one wants to believe that God says no but he does and this is the whole point of this sermon because we need to fully understand that God does say no um, when we ask for prayer for something sometimes. And we need to um, be very respectable when that happens. Um, because God only wants what's best for us, even if we don't understand ourselves what um, that might be. So anyway... A message like this is not just for those who are listening to those mess to this message. It is only for my benefit. It's also for my benefit because God is trying to teach me something as well. So if you don't mind, I'm going to add this extra sermon this week because I need to preach just as much as you need to hear it. So today's scripture is Second um, Corinthians twelve one through ten. Okay, so I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to, to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ that was caught up to the third heaven, whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows was caught up to the paradise he heard inexpressible inexpressible things that man is not permitted to tell i will boast about a man like that but i will not boast about myself except about my weakness even if i choose to boast i will not be a fool because i would be speaking the truth but i refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by those by what I do or say, to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was give, give me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded for the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made all the more glad gladly about my weaknesses." So that Christ's power may rest on me. Why is this? That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, or in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul was one of those people in the Bible who I would say is one of the strongest of Christ's followers. He was a very devoted apostle. Before he came to Jesus, he had everything as a Pharisee. Money and power was all his. When he was a Pharisee and he gave it all 
up to the fellow to follow Jesus, but God never told him that he would make things easy on him when he was saved. In fact, God doesn't promise that for anyone. God doesn't say when you're saved, oh, everything's going to be easy for you. No, that's man's idea to get you to accept Christ so you can be a member of their church and so you can start tithing. Okay, so that's man's idea. So keep that in mind. Money and power was all his when he was a Pharisee and he gave it all up to follow Jesus. But God never told him that he would take, make things easy on him when he was saved. In fact, God doesn't promise that for anyone. I repeat that line. After all, if he had, had, if we had it easy, then everyone would follow Jesus, and they would follow Jesus as if he were a genie. But Paul doesn't get an easy ride. He goes through a lot of trials and persecution, and his faith is tested daily. And when Paul asks God to remove a problem, he doesn't give him the answer he wants. Instead, God tells Paul that his grace is sufficient for him. The reason isn't because Paul deserves pain. It's because Paul can't minister to anyone if he is prideful. No one can. So Paul boasts about Jesus and what Jesus has done for him, because he cannot boast for himself, since God won't let him. And I call these kind of lessons humble lessons. Now, if you are an actual believer, um, and uh, especially if you are called to true ministry, you will be humbled. God will not let you have pride. You attempt to have pride, God's going to swipe it away. He's going to keep you from having it. So he, so keep that in mind to stay humbled before the Lord um, because you're going to be tested daily if you follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Despite what people say, God does say no. When we pray for healing, financial freedom, to mend relationships and friendships, to save jobs or save a loved one from dying, and sometimes he says no when we need healing in our bodies. Couples want children and God says no. When God says no to a dream you have or something you worked hard for, it can be hard, heartbreaking. And God doesn't always tell us why. And when he doesn't tell us why, he just simply wants us to trust in him. There isn't one person in the Bible who was never told no from the Lord, who didn't feel the pain of what of that answer. When David wanted his newborn son to be spared after David sinned with Bathsheba, God told him no. When Moses wanted to go into the promised land, God said no. That was because of sin. But what about those who didn't sin? For David sinned with Bathsheba. He wanted to build a temple for God, and God told him no. But God's grace is sufficient for even for us, even if the answer is no. And God is testing our faith, and sometimes that test never ends. It goes on for that person their whole life. When a person is diagnosed with cancer, or another illness, and God doesn't heal them. We need to stay faithful and praise the Lord no matter what, in all circumstances. 
because his grace is sufficient for us. He died on the cross for us, and that was the ultimate act of grace that God could give us. If you praise God through the trials, no matter the situation, the world will see that, and they will be witness to your faith, and you will have a chance to share Jesus with them. I have known people dying of disease, and they worship God to their last breath. I have known people who have have had children die, and they still praise God through it all. So boast about God's grace for you. I, for one, cannot boast about my success. I have no right to to have my salvation. God saved me out of his grace, not from my deeds. I cannot boast and say because of my good deeds, I have a right to go to heaven. Because I can't be good enough to get to heaven. No one can. I have to rely on God's grace and his gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, and his death on the cross and his resurrection. That is the only way I will get to go to heaven. So let us boast about God's love and what he has done for us. And let us say that God's grace is sufficient for us when he says no. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I thank you for everything you've done, Lord. Lord, we know it's difficult sometimes when you say no. Our human nature gets in the way, and we fail to understand why you say no. But we understand that your grace is sufficient for us, Lord God. That you, Lord, are King of kings and Lord of lords. And you love us so much that you gave your son to die for us. We ask, Lord, for um, that you forgive us for not trusting in you. And we ask, Lord, that your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You all have a wonderful day.